0: mobile phones, laptops, tablets, and everything in between. This is Sean and Sean, and you're listening to the Silicon Theory Podcast. Greetings, fellow tech seekers. It's Sean from Silicon Theory. And I'm going to have a short podcast today, a short solo podcast I know most of you are probably interested in the Galaxy S8 review, which we will have coming shortly. Sean P. is kind of taking a sweet time about getting uh, his licks in with his new phone. He's having a really good time with the S8 Plus, but we will have that and a discussion around it coming out shortly. But actually, I wanted to talk a little bit today about something that came up during a conversation during uh, the day job gig. I was talking to some people at work about the kind of future that our kids will grow up in, and that naturally turned to a conversation surrounding uh, AR and VR. So AR stands for augmented reality, and VR stands for virtual reality. And um, there's been a lot of discussion lately. A lot of tech companies have been in the news. Um, Companies like Snapchat or Snap Inc. as their parent company going public And uh, selling a product called Spectacles, which is basically a pair of glasses that allows you to record the world around you. Um, VR projects from Facebook. uh, They bought the Oculus Rift, which is a virtual reality set of goggles. And Facebook's been talking recently at their F8 conference about some of the things that they're working on. Um, and this goes even way back to the days of Google glass and the Google goggles set where you were wearing a pair of glasses that had an augmented reality overlay. So I wanted to talk a little bit about what augmented reality is, what virtual reality is, and maybe some directions that we might see companies going for into the future. So, uh, especially since even recently, uh, companies like Apple are now starting to have rumors that they're going to be getting into the AR game. So, um, Taking a look into our crystal ball, the future is really exciting and kind of a bit scary at the same time. So um, discussing all of these things will bring us back around to kind of the information world that we live in and uh, the kind of world we might expect when everyone simultaneously has instant access to all of the collected information of humanity. So uh, what that might mean for all of us, who knows? But let's take a little bit of a look and see what we're talking about. Uh, Augmented reality is basically reality with an overlay of some kind. And by that, I mean the ability to add content and information to a normal person's field of view. So that might be something like uh, filters for Snapchat placed over people's faces. I know that's really common with and popular with the kids right now, but you've got uh, a video or a picture and then Snapchat will place a filter over the top of it that'll transform you into uh, a dog or a pig or put funny hair on you or put glasses and a mustache or something like that that's what we talk about when we're talking about augmented reality in its most basic form like it's really just a way of layering some kind of information over a person's actual field of view or their normal vision so Right now, what that might mean is something like a Google Glass initially tried to give uh, a wearer of glasses additional information that popped up in their field of use. You might be wearing a pair of glasses and then something like a heads-up display would say information about what you're seeing around you. You're seeing a lot of this information now in companies like Amazon and Samsung have done this with their Bixby product where it uses a machine vision type of thing where you'll open up the camera app, for example, point it at a product, and then the software and the hardware will try and determine what it is that you're looking at and then give you more information about it. So if you point your camera app at a particular box of cereal, for example, it would tell you, hey, that's Rice Krispies and you can buy it on Amazon for this price. Would you like to order it now? That's kind of augmented reality in its basic form, but it could take something like, uh, you've seen probably the science fiction movies that I have where people wear glasses or have contact lenses embedded in their eyes, where you could look at a person and it would bring up their name and your mutual history together and any social media channels you've responded to on theirs or things of that nature are basically all within the sphere of augmented reality. Virtual reality or VR is quite a bit different where it's a much more immersive and different kind of reality where right now the technology is commonly used through a pair of goggles uh, from something as basic as Google's Cardboard product all the way up to uh, HTC's Vive or the Oculus Rift or... um, The Samsung product that you get when you buy the new Galaxy S8 or S8 Plus, you get a VR set of goggles you place over your face that basically completely isolates you from regular reality and places you within a virtual world. This is really common for people who've played online games. Um, It's very similar to people who've played Counter-Strike or what it was in my day was Ghost Recon or even something like... um, uh, Massively multiplayer online games like EverQuest or Asheron's Call where you're basically an active participant in a virtual world that does all kinds of interactive things around you where you can interact in a virtual environment by executing physical motions. So if you were to put on the goggles and look left, you would look left. And in the virtual reality, you might see a mountain or a stream or a forest or a jungle or a battle or, you know, a unicorn or God knows what. But all of those kinds of things fall under the heading of a virtual reality or VR product. And they're very different in different ways. I don't know if that makes a whole lot of sense, but in essence, what it can be is A set of very different instructions that allows us to interact with both the real world as well as a virtual world in different ways so in augmented reality you are still interacting with the real world you're still seeing everything that's going on around you and you're actively engaged with Um, normal stuff. So you could be driving and have augmented reality. You could be walking down the street. You could be on your way to class. You could be on your way to work. But whatever it is, you're still an active participant in the real world. Virtual reality does the exact opposite and places you in a very virtual environment. But you could also do things that you wouldn't be able to do in the real world, such as Ride the aforementioned unicorn or participate in some kind of military style game or potentially become the hero of your own quest that leads to ultimately something that whatever it is, and it's individual for each person, but that becomes something extremely gratifying for you in your personal life, whether it be the solving of a puzzle in the form of a quest, saving a damsel or hero in distress, or even just thing as simple as participating in an activity that you wouldn't be able to do otherwise. And this is very practical applications for people who have some kind of physical challenge or physical disability that might be able to engage in something that they might not otherwise be able to do in the real world. Uh, The movie Avatar is probably the most blatant example of this, where um, the main character was able to participate through this use of an avatar in a world and do things that he might not be able to do otherwise. So... um, All of those kinds of things are a pretty long way off, but we are pointed in the direction. And uh, most of you have probably seen the story of the uh, 8-year-old boy who drove himself and his sister to McDonald's. And when asked by the drive-thru attendant how the heck he got there, he said he watched a YouTube video and learned how to drive. And then he was hungry, so he took his sister and drove to McDonald's. He actually, according to police reports in the news article... Drove extremely well, followed all of the traffic laws, and stopped at three stop signs and executed a perfect left turn into the drive-through of the McDonald's. So, you know, he's probably doing a lot better on the road than most people I see every day, especially here in Southern California. But the end result of this is, this is kind of the direction that we're headed as a species. This boy wanted to know something he went and found a piece of information that could teach him or give him the information he was looking for, and then he went out and did what it was he had learned how to do. The most famous example of this is probably in The Matrix, where um, I believe Carrie Amos's character said, I need to learn how to fly a helicopter. And uh, the operator downloaded that set of instructions into her brain, and within moments, she's like, okay, I got it. I know how to fly a helicopter now. That's kind of the thing that I'm thinking about is, what if... Every single person on earth had a wireless connection somewhere implanted in their brain or through a set of glasses or through some other form of input device, had the ability to access the sum total of all human knowledge collected throughout history, and was available to them at an instant's notice. What could we do? What kinds of things would we do? It's a very interesting case. I mean, we have circumstances right now where a company like Snapchat has gone from basically creating disappearing videos for people to, you know, sext and share naked pictures of themselves and turn that into a responsible brand that actually is sold and publicly traded now on the New York Stock Exchange. So it is... Something that is of interest to us, and by that I mean humanity as a species, Uh, augmented reality and virtual realities have been with us in some form or fashion for a really long time. And the technology now, I think, is just starting to catch up to the vision of the future that we had some time ago. Movies like The Matrix and other science fiction movies going even further back have postulated a future where we are very much interacting with technology in a much more personal way, and that personal way gives us access to information that we might not otherwise have. Right now, if you want to know something, you probably pull out your phone and do a quick Google search, and boom, there you've got the information. Imagine if that step of removing the phone from your pocket and executing the query were distilled down to something as simple as just thinking the question and having the computer that resides in your head answer you but doing it in a way that wasn't immediately accessible or immediately visible to people around you you might use that for really really good things such as in a car accident for example someone might not know how to perform cpr and might need to do it to save somebody's life and they can access a video in moments where they then learn how to do cpr and potentially save someone's life and you know bad things like cyber stalking taking to its ultimate extreme, which is part of the great and kind of scary future that I talked about at the beginning of this podcast. But those are some of the thoughts that I had. And again, I pose the question to all of you listening, what would the ability to have access to the entire collected knowledge of human history due to our day-to-day lives? I think it's an interesting question. And I think the answer is probably even more interesting. Are we headed for a Matrix-style future where we only live virtual lives and all we are is vegetables laying in some kind of bed cocoon and dreaming of the real world where the actual real world is something that we don't like and we try and escape from every way we can? Eh, I doubt it. We're probably a long way from that. But are augmented and virtual reality rapidly becoming parts of our daily lives Yeah, it sounds like it. And most of the major big tech companies, the ones that we mentioned at the beginning of the pod, Google and Apple and Facebook and Samsung and more, Microsoft even has some rumblings that they're trying to get into this game as well. All of these companies have what amounts to virtually unlimited resources and their progress towards this direction, I think will shepherd in a very different age Of humanity and technology interacting in a much more personal way, as I said, than we've ever seen before. And what we do with it, time will tell. Thanks for listening to the Silicon Theory Podcast. This episode has been about virtual reality and augmented reality. If you like what you heard and you're interested in more, definitely go back and check out the rest of our podcasts. You can find us on your favorite podcasting platform. We write occasionally, and you can find all of those writings at SiliconTheory.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at SiliconTheory. If you want to email us, feel free to hit our inboxes. I am Sean, S-H-A-W-N, at SiliconTheory.com. Or if you got a question for Sean P., you can do S-E-A-N-P at SiliconTheory.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you in the next one.